no, 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 P.D. Williams this week. You do not get your theme song coming into the Wrestling Perspective podcast hosted by myself, Dennis Farrell. And I'm not even going to give you, P.D. Williams, a chance to go, how's she going, eh? <laughs> how's she going, eh? No. You just gave me the chance right there when you stopped talking. You got to take a breath. No. I mean. <laughs> I, I, how dare you? I could, You know what? I'm watching Impact week in and week out now, and you're attacking people? What are you trying to do for fame, Petey Williams? Oh, I guess that's what it seems like, right? Um, I, I, I think you're guilty. I'm going to say it right here, right now. I am appalled. I thought you were a better person and slightly better podcaster. You know, all will be revealed soon. I mean, did I do it? I mean, that's that's for everybody to speculate or decide. Everybody come up with their own conclusions, what they think is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, um, with the storyline, when I, when it was first pitched to me, um, we were, how, how do I put this? It, it, it was pitched in a certain way and I was like, okay. And then things changed because after our last pay-per-view, which was, oh my God, what was our last pay-per-view? Um, the one on April 22nd. I can't remember the name. But uh, after that, some things happened on the show that were, you know, super over. Some things didn't work. Some things really worked well. So they kind of rewrote some things. We had some guys that couldn't show up for the next set of TV taping. So th- things were kind of changed. And then um, they they kind of repitched it and said, this is the direction we have to go. And um, I... Try to give other ideas and all that kind of stuff, and um, we just decided on the path that we're going, and I was okay with it. And I'm like, okay, th- this will be good. This is what I don't like: being a, a a company that films so much content and all our TV tapings so far in advance that you know tomorrow, uh, Friday, uh, that we're doing TV tapings in Windsor on on June 1st and June 2nd. And those tapings are probably not going to air until like – it's probably going to not air till like July leading up into our anniversary. So all of this storyline that we're doing, you know, it, I don't think it's supposed to like really be revealed until July. But it's going to be revealed pretty much since we're so far ahead on the TV tapings. It's pretty much going to be revealed to the live crowd. It, it, it has to be. Um, June 1st and 2nd. So if you attend these shows, you're going to get the reveal. And obviously there's going to be spoilers put up, but I'm not going to spoil, you know, uh, a storyline I'm involved in. You've learned your Um, lesson. Yeah. And I mean, I never have, you know, like, like, I mean, I I, I will spoil stuff if people have already seen it and know the outcome because it's already out there on the internet. So I'm just like kind of reiterating what people are already reading, but it's not out yet. People don't know what's going to happen yet, but you know, it's it's going to be revealed tomorrow and Saturday, and that, that's why that's why it kind of sucks. Like, I, I think you were standing there with me, um, you know, when we picked up Jimmy Jacobs at Demore's house, and we, you know, the storyboard and stuff like that. And I was asking some questions. I'm like, yeah, but, and Jimmy was like, yeah, but, and then I don't know if like you, you know, kind of had your ear to the ground there, and we were listening. But uh, they were like, it is what it is. You know, we're a TV company and we film so far in advance. I mean, what else can we do? I so um, that, that's the only bummer about this storyline 
is because I would love for it if it could be revealed like on a live show, um, like a slam anniversary or, or, or whatever. Like when I made my re-debut at, um, dude, I don't know, it wasn't Destination X. I, it might have been Destination X. Yeah, I don't know. Like knows? when I, when it, that made, was a live show. When you made one of so, your debuts. What's that? When you, when you came back one of those times. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was a live show. So, and I mean, and you try to leave your surprise for that. So it, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, everybody will see how it turns out. So I, I'm sorry you're appalled with me, Dennis. I am. I, um, I tell you what, I actually have an army of people with pitchforks and what's a fire things at the end. And, you know, it, you know, and that's that's so the Internet jumping to conclusions. Um, well, well here, so here's the thing, though. <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you, because I'm going with you on both the days of the tapings. But if I find out it's you, I'm having those people surround your house and come after you like, what was it, Frankenstein. I'm, I'm telling you now. It's like Frankenstein? Yeah. Like, what did you do? Yeah. yeah so um, I'm just I'm just disgusted in you, Petey. Yeah, you know, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's all I'll say about that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. People want to hate me. Then hate me, um, you know. All, all all will be revealed shortly. But on the bright side, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, because <laughs> um, things couldn't be better. Uh, Sanjay, not so much, but you know, for me, um, things couldn't be better. Well, you know, I'm excited to go to these tapings with you on a podcast or different. Let's switch up from uh, was it Kfab Kfab to real life Kfab. Yeah, yeah. To real life, I'm excited to go with you to these tapings. I've I've tagged along and this is a weird situation for me because I've I, here's the thing I started podcasting in 2010 2009 and from there I've I've made my own way I, I was kind of used to being the guy I, you know I, I I created something ESPN Fox Sports and I, I went from podcaster to kind of the big leagues now hanging out with you I I go from I don't want to use the word alpha, but the guy who created something to, in the guy that people wanted to be around and hang out to, I'm now P.D. Williams' friend, which is not bad. But when I follow you to these events, it's a weird feeling for me from going in the driver's seat to the guy riding the coattails. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like you, you hopped on the pat, uh, you hopped on the podcast wagon when it was like still relatively new you were doing it in 2009 the only like wrestler or wrestling podcast that it was around like uh pretty much back then was colt cabana's podcast and now look at him like he's huge with it so now everybody's got a podcast so um I'm, it, it's 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 tough because you started something and now everybody else is doing it and are they doing it better who knows like you know like everybody has different ideas and stuff like that Look at Cabana. His podcast probably isn't the best podcast out there, but it was like one of the first when it comes to a wrestler. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's different. Um, you know, nobody. I mean, what's good is like nobody disrespects you backstage or anything like that, um, which says a lot because um, you know usually when somebody's hanging out, like I remember last Impact tapings, we had to was it the last one? Mm-hmm. We, we we had to boot out a guy. Cause we're like, who is this creepy guy? Like, there's just so many people backstage that I don't even know, and I'm like, well, why is he? Is he a production guy? Is he, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, a student of uh, one of these wrestlers here. Like you just don't know. And nobody's like wearing a pass that says like backstage or anything like that. You just assume you went through like universal security. You're good to go there. You're on the list. Right. So I remember we had to boot out a guy because I was like, man, this guy has like, he's asking these weird questions and stuff. And I'm like, uh, is he asking advice? I'm like, this is really weird. Have I met this guy before? Cause you know me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've met people and I forget. So, and then I bring it up to, you know, uh, another person in the office. Like, yeah, he was creepy and he did this, that, and the other thing. And then somebody else is like, yeah. And he said this to me and I'm like, okay, he's, he's, he's gone tomorrow. You know, let's contact whoever, you know, he was here with, he's gone. He's not coming back. Um, so what's good is nobody disrespects you back there. Like if anybody's asks anything and people don't even ask you, they see that we show up together and they just are like, okay, that's their, their friends. I mean, that, that he belongs back here. So it's not like, I don't want you to feel like you, you don't belong, but you belong because you know, you're my friend and you're, you're back there with me. I, I keep my mouth shut too. I, I think you see, and this is kind of you know the respect. I've I've kind of went through the thing earlier with my career path in, in radio and podcast, where I've I've learned, you know, I've I have media credentials for the Tigers, and I've been in locker rooms, and I know when to talk and when to be quiet. And I think I'm a different person when I'm with you in a locker room, where I'm more quiet, reserved, just kind of keeping in the corner. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, in a lot of the times, like that show we just went up uh, in New York, I mean, I didn't know probably, well, I shouldn't say 80%, because I knew quite a, guys, quite a bit of guys. I would say I did, at least didn't know half the people back there. So, you know, I mean, I'm not mingling around. Like, you know, I'm talking to some people if they're talking to me and all that kind of stuff. And it's not really, man, atmospheres are, are so weird. Like, indie shows are pretty laid back. Like, everybody and their mother's backstage. Like, you saw afterwards, like, uh, the one referee brought back his what father and friend or or something like that to take a picture with me. That that would like never, you, you know, usually happen. Back in the day, that would never happen. It was like wrestlers backstage. That's it, you know. And I know like WWE has a strict locker room. Like if there's chairs set out, you you don't even sit on a chair if you're like an extra guy or if you're not a wrestler or anything or part of the staff because you don't know whose chair that is and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's it's just a it's a different atmosphere. You don't have to worry about anything. This upcoming tapings, it, it'll be, it won't be laid back. I'll tell you what's different. Mm-hmm. You've been to indie shows with me. Yes. And the atmosphere, I mean, indie shows pretty basic. I mean, you're, you're performing in front of a live crowd. I think the indie shows sometimes are actually less, well, a little bit actually more stressful than a house show. Um, like I remember doing house shows with Impact. I mean, they were super laid back. Like, you were comfortable with the guy you were wrestling. You were working a program with him. You almost didn't even have to call anything in the back. You'd just be like, yeah, 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 let's just do the same thing from that last match. And blow. It was super laid back. You know, everybody knew we wanted to get out there, like, out of there in, like, two, two and a half hours or whatever it was. Um, it, it was a house show. And then indies are like, you know, there's guys there that, you know, they have to have a, a, a good match because it's the base around that promotion. It's a make or break for them and all that kind of stuff. But it's still laid back. Um, TVs and pay-per-views are a little bit different. I find TVs the most chaotic. Pay-per-views, not so much. When you're at a pay-per-view, you have... Uh, production-wise, it's more stressful than, than TV tapings because uh, production-wise, like, you're live. 
So if you mess up shots, that's it. That's what that's what you're seeing on TV. It, it sucks. Like I mean, but when it comes to a wrestler, you only have to usually worry about your match. Um, there's there's not a lot involved in it. You're that's what it is. And TV tapings, you might have multiple things to do. TV, like you know, all, all these backstage segments and just everybody running around. Let's get this film. We have to get this on and all that kind of stuff. Like so, you'll you'll see all of this and what it's really about coming up tomorrow and Saturday. How come you were not at under pressure? Oh, one right now? Yeah. As we're um, recording, you guys are actually doing a pay-per-view, right? No, this is not a pay-per-view. We have something called – so we have pay-per-views that are live, mm-hmm. and we have um, television specials. So back before when we started going to the monthly pay-per-views, we had a, a monthly pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. And then we decided that uh, – I don't know when it happened – um, it's probably been, geez, I don't know. When I went back in 2013, they were only doing like quarterly pay-per-views. So it, it's been, it's been quite some years where we went from monthly pay-per-views to like having four big ones a year. And that's kind of where we're at now. We have, uh, it might only be three. Wait, one, two. We have like three or four big ones a year. That's it. Everything else is a. A special. So, like, once a month, you're still going to get a special. Remember we talked about this before? Like, uh, what wasn't the – not Bash at the Beach, but was, like, um, Great uh, American Bash. Was that, like, a TV special, not a pay-per-view? No, I think it was Clash of the Champions. Clash of the Champions. Thank you. That's what it was. So that's what we're – it's similar to that. Like, we want to have – since we're not having a monthly pay-per-view, we still want to have a, uh, a monthly special, or at least every six weeks, a special where we could kind of, like – you know, this is the storyline. This is the big, you know, TV special. It's the payoff. So right now, under pressure, we are. It's already pre-filmed. We filmed it in uh, in April when we were down there, and and then probably uh, I don't think we're filming anything, any specials this upcoming one. What is it? June? Yeah, because July will be our uh, slam anniversary, and then you know our July TV tapings on the twenty third and twenty fourth. Uh, up in Toronto, we'll probably do another special that's going to air in August. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's just what we do, just you know, to kind of big storyline blowoffs. So this weekend, and we're not saying it's not going to happen, but I, I sent you this text, and I want to know your opinion here. Give me your top three. I, I don't want to use the word dream, but top three. If everything went right, interviews you would like to get at this upcoming you know, first and second tapings with us for the podcast. Um perfect ooh, I would break perfect I world. would break that up. Yeah, in a perfect world. If if we weren't busy and we were like, hey, we've allotted an hour and a half to everybody has to make time for podcast, you know, 10, 15 minute interview. Okay. Perfect world. Perfect world. I, but I'd I'd probably break it up into like backstage type people and uh like on-air talent so backstage people i would want i don't i I definitely would want demore demore and don Callis, uh, right yeah i'd want don Callis, demore um and i'd probably i'd probably pick sanjay over josh matthews i mean I, i would like josh matthews but like um you know i just 
Sanjay's more like he's the, he, Sanjay's the head of creative right now. So it'd, it'd be nice to pick his brain. So those would be my top three production wise. Mm-hmm. Ta- talent wise, I'd probably do, uh, you know, probably uh, Austin Aries. Um, who else? Let me think. Wait, he seems like one of those guys that I would be worried. Like that would have been one of those interviews where if you and him and I sat down at a microphone, I might turn my microphone off and just listen. Yeah, no, I, I've talked to uh, Austin. Um, and, you know, like even when he worked at House of Hardcore, you know, it, he's the type of guy you can ask one question, like an, an insightful question, and he'll, 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 he'll pick it apart and all that kind of stuff and give you his two cents. He's very smart when it comes to the business. Um, and his perspective is not... It's a unique perspective because not everybody sees that way. But what I like about him is he's his own man. If he if he's like he'll and he's been he was like this at Impact when I worked them back in Impact before he was world champion or anything like that. Like when he got released the first time, like he wasn't he's not afraid to get released. That's a thing. And when you have that, when you have like I don't fear like you know I have nothing to lose kind of deal, then you know. That's 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 a good I don't know like not attitude but uh, that's a good characteristic to have in this business and that's what he has so you know he'll give you his opinion straight up like if he doesn't well, like something he sees or whatever he'll give you the honest truth and all that kind of stuff and I respect him for that because he's always been a straight shooter with me and that but I've always always got along with him and it's probably because you know we we were both started like at the same level pretty much. Um, but yeah, Austin Aries would probably be one. Cause I, like, you know, he won't hold back. Um, who else? That's a good question. Uh, uh, maybe like, uh, like a, like a rich swan. Cause he'll be there. That would be um, interesting. Eli Drake. Yeah. Right now, Eli Drake's on my top of my must have list. I, I don't know what it is. And I'm not going to say what we talked about in the car with Jimmy about Eli, but man, to me, he should be carrying your strap right now. He should be your number one guy. He should be under contract for long term. Maybe I see something different in him as a fan, but I think Eli Drake is a guy that can carry a company. No, I agree. And that they put, they've had the belt on him. Like, what happened? As soon as. Um, back in the summer, uh, Alberto got uh, stripped of the title for legal reasons and all that kind of stuff. And what they do, they had a gauntlet and they gave it to Eli because they knew like this guy can be our, our guy. The tough part about it is, you know, you, like, you, yeah, you have to have you always want kind of the baby face chasing the heel for the title. It always just makes for a better story. Right. So. He was the the heel that you know kept winning and stuff, and they were building up like you know smaller like not smaller babyface, but not as over babyfaces. So Eli like you know beat him and stuff until we get to that one guy, which was Austin Aries, and then Austin Aries uh, wins the title, and then you know he's the top babyface now. So it doesn't mean Eli won't necessarily get it back, but um, you know it. It's just. I agree with you, though, Dennis, is what I'm saying. Like, he's – when I've worked him, the way he carries himself and being on TV tapings, like, he's he's good, man. Like, he's athletic. He's good in the ring. He can wrestle all sorts of styles. 
He's great on the mic. Um, and he's cool. So, uh, you know, I could see him being a baby face too. Boy, I don't know if I'd want him as one because I just, I love what he's, what he has done as a heel. I, I sit there and I just watch him and I think, man, guys, there's so much you can do with him. And you're, it just seems like right now, what he wrestle Scott Steiner at a pay-per-view. He shouldn't be doing that. I get that that's the natural progression of the storyline that he's in, but to me, he's got to, he should be the backbone of, if anybody from Impact is listening, God forbid, he's the guy that needs to be on all your pay-per-view posters. He's good looking. He has the charisma. He has wrestling skill. I, I like him. See, and that's why he should be a babyface. You, as a viewer, genuinely like him. Even though he's doing all these heel tactics and stuff like that, you're like, man, that guy's cool. And, you know, and that's that's what happens. Like, look at somebody like The Rock, you know? The Rock wasn't, like, smiling, kissing babies, shaking hands, slapping five and stuff. He, As a bad guy, he was saying the same catchphrases and the, the same everything than he was when he flipped and they turned him to be a good guy. Well, so, cr- I mean... The crowd was chanting at one just, point, die, Rocky, die. Yeah, but they still... Did he switch anything? Nothing. And then the fans loved him. It's because what all the things you just said. I'm like, he's he's good looking. He has charisma. He's you know a great talker. All that stuff. People just see that and like, man, this guy's good. Like talent always raises up, and you you, you can't deny it. Sometimes you just you just go with it. And that's the thing. Whenever you're you do the you do the heel stuff to get, like you know to get your stuff over, and then. As a babyface, it just becomes cool. Kind of like, you know, I don't know if we discussed this before, but, you know, the Daniel Bryan yes chant. He used to be a heel getting over that no, 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 and the yes, 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 or whatever. I mean, can you imagine if Daniel Bryan just came out and started saying yes, 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 in front of, like, before it was even cool? People would have, like, crapped all over that, right? Yeah. So you have to get something over as a heel first. Like, look at the people's elbow. Can you imagine if The Rock just came out? Remember when he first did come out and people didn't like him? Imagine if he did the people's elbow, they'd be crapping all over that. But he did it as a heel, and then it got over. And now, like when he sets somebody up, the place goes bananas. You know, same with Austin. Austin, you know, he was middle finger, all that kind of. Imagine a good guy doing that. No, it just got cool. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you, you get yourself over as a heel, and all the little things like that, your character, and then eventually it just transitions to a babyface kind. Of, even the new day. I mean, you get, the list goes on and on of how how they do it. So, um, yeah, Eli. I mean, he could be set for a babyface turn any time now. I mean, it probably won't happen, but I mean, it it very well could. And I think the fans would would definitely go with it. You know, when he points and he goes Eli Drake, the fans already kind of do it with him as a heel. It would just be more over now if they just turn him baby. I'm trying to think who else I said were dream interviews from the weekend. Anyone off the, else off the top? Scott Steiner, of course, is one of those guys, but I don't think he's going to be there. Yep. Is Eli going to be yeah. there? Um, Eli, I would assume, is going to be there. Um, like, Moose should be there. Moose, that would uh, be a good interview. Yeah. Seidel. Seidel would be interesting because he's kind of a, you know, I don't want to call him a hippie. He's, he's not. Psychedelic. Like, 
he, he's got a hipster, I should say. He's kind of like that because he's you know like his character on TV. That's kind of like him, actually, in, in real life. Like he's very into like uh, inner peace and you know stretching and yoga and all that kind of stuff. So, and that's why I feel like right now he's doing great with his character, and this is the first time ever he's actually had a, a character rather than just being a high flyer, and he's doing great with it because it's, it's it's just him amplified. And it's it's perfect for him, absolutely perfect. You know, I watched, I really watched him for the first time. I'd say this. I don't want. I don't know if it was this past week or not, but it was the most recent on demand. Impact. He was wrestling, and I'm gonna. Man, I'm trying to remember who he was wrestling. Uh, he was wrestling one of the Lucha Underground guys. Phantasma. Probably. Yeah, I think so. And, if it was last week, then yeah. And I, from his entrance music, where I don't see this a lot about Impact, but you guys hit a home run with his entrance music. I think it needs to be a touch louder because from watching it on the TV, it it sounds muted. It almost sounds like you're recording it from a phone, and I, you really need to have that entrance music pop on the TV. Yeah, no, it's always been like that, and that's what's one of my gripes with it. Um, every entrance music is kind of, and I don't, I don't know why that is. I really don't like. You know, you watch WWE. Obviously, they have they so much more through, yeah. invested in production. Like you know, whatever Stone Cold that glass hits, and it's loud on through your TV. It's loud in the arena. Um, you know, when when I'm there in the arena, my music hits. It's loud in there. It just I don't know why it doesn't come across as TV. That's that's a that's a great question. I have no idea the answer for that. I also think that well let me ask you this. If you had let's say they gave you PD Williams I think 500,000 would be way too much, but let's say they gave you uh $80,000. Do you invest that into more talent or do you invest that into the production? No, oh, eighty thousand dollars wouldn't be enough. You'd, you'd probably need five hundred thousand dollars right, for let, stuff. Let's just uh-huh. say blank amount of money. It's not unlimited, but you have enough to pick one thing. You can either upgrade the production just a little bit, or you can go out and sign maybe a upper to mid card kind of guy. Uh, I would probably go with talent because you know, believe it or not, um, we've actually cut a lot. Well, obviously, across the board and everything, not just talent, but, like, production as well. Like, we actually don't even film with as many cameras as we used to. Like, we're actually down two cameras. Like, we're down two cameras. You can't even really tell. Um, They were, like, kind of, like, not ancillary cameras, but, like... Kind of like a hard camera in in the upgraded handheld version? Yeah, or like you know the the jib that goes around, or, or whatever the case may be. Like, so we down because you know that you have to pay cameraman to to man those cameras and all that kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff. So you have you have limited shots and stuff like that. So I, we're doing a good job. It's tougher on the production crew because they have limited cameras to work with. So there's only only so many camera angles to work with. Um, so, and like, you know, when we're doing our backstage stuff with editing and all that kind of stuff nowadays, I've seen people, like, I can do editing. Like, I used to do, 
like just make those on iMovies on on your your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, I would make movies. I, I made movies of when like music videos of when both like two of my kids were born. I mean, it's so easy, to, and I didn't even put a lot of work into it. So if you have like a, a good, you know, just a app or, or or program or whatever, you can do all this production stuff very easily nowadays. And I think it comes across pretty good um, with the minds of our production and stuff like that. The effort they put into, it, I think it comes across good enough. Um, so yeah, I would definitely invest probably in some talent. I mean, or at least, uh, you know, maybe give talent raise, but I mean, that's, I'm biased because I started as a talent. Um, I might want to hire more, uh, people in production, just, just, just more bodies would probably be, be better overall because a lot of people are doing like a job of like multiple people. And that's, that just, that just burns you out. You can't, you're like burning the wick at both ends. I mean, you just can't sustain it for a long time. That's kind of what happened with Jeremy Borash. I would probably speculate. You, I don't know if you know her, but Jeremy did everything, as you have mentioned many times on the podcast. He jumped ship and goes to the WWE, which nobody can blame him. I, if the WWE offered you a contract tomorrow, you would probably go just to say you did it. So I, I'm not knocking him from the leaving aspect, but I, I wonder if – he had an extra man or two help, and the money was okay, not not perfect, but okay. Would he? Do you think he would have stayed, being a bigger fish in a smaller pond, or a smaller fish in a bigger pond? You know, that's a good question. But I, I think, I think he may have jumped ship, anyways, just because. Uh, I mean, it depends. Like Natural. a lot of the guys that you know were in Impact are now in WWE. So it's almost like Impact 2.0 that he went to. Like all those guys that he used to work with are there now. So he probably feels comfortable and all that kind of stuff, if anything. Um, but given the circumstances, if all those guys were still in Impact, I don't know if he would go. I really don't. You know, people are always afraid of the unknown. But now he's like, he probably has so many insiders right there right now with you know, uh, all the guys we used to work with that he's probably like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And he's probably doing, you know, paying, getting paid the same, if not more to do less work. <laughs> so who, who doesn't want that? Right, Dennis? I know. I, I agree. I can't wait for you to start paying me to do this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, to do, no, do the podcast and, uh, and no, it, just pay you for yeah. the podcast. You don't even do it. Right. Yeah, right. But the, yeah. because this kind of goes into a question. Uh, this goes into a question I got on Twitter, and I, I thought I'd kind of ask you this, and it, it pertains to Bobby Roode, where you know they're not utilizing him right now. He's uh, essentially, and I don't want to use the J word, but he's 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 on the main roster. He's getting beat in the middle of the ring. On a nightly basis lately, which whether it's storyline or whether they don't believe in him, it, that's hearsay. But from what we know right now, he's just kind of on a bit of a losing streak. It feels like he's spinning the tires in the mud. And I'm not asking you to think for him. But for Petey Williams, do you, would you rather be getting beat every night in the center of the ring in the WWE or Impact Champion night in and night out maybe making a little bit less um yeah it doesn't matter to me i mean 
You know, it, it really doesn't. I mean, I was taught at the, a young age. I mean, that's why it's my downfall, too. I'm like, I don't care if I win or lose. I, I, I really don't. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, and especially this next run, like, you know, how many X Division championship shots have I had? Like, I don't get hurt when I don't win the title. Like, if anything, you know, my my name value of like, because of, you know, what I've done with the uh, in the past with the company it's like with my name value, I can help elevate these guys. So I don't mind giving back to the next generation. I mean, to me, it's all about, you know, am I content? Am I happy with what I'm doing? I, I know a lot of people aren't happy with uh, their WWE position. And that's why, you know, I'm not like, oh, you know, I sure hope I go work for WWE and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I, I don't like to tell you the truth. Like, but wait a second! Um, wait a second! You you said you wouldn't mind putting over a younger generation, but what if what if your position isn't putting over younger? You're just getting beat up by uh, either established or on the way out the door because of their age kind of talent week in a week out. Or would you still be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind. I used to put over Scott Steiner like every single night, man, and he was like. Uh, at the time like in this mid 40s you know and i'm like i'm like in my mid 20s so i'm like it, it, and it doesn't matter to me like it, it, it honestly it doesn't i mean just to be part of the show that i thought i would never ever in my wildest dreams be part of i mean i i don't, I don't forget that stuff like i don't forget like when i was like starting out and i was 19 18 19 years old whatever it was when i just wanted to make it and now that I made it, like, you know, and I did, I did get a really bad attitude at a time because I felt entitled and stuff. And I was in my early twenties. I was just too immature at the time. Um, and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing, man? I forgot about all the stuff that I learned like a few years ago. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it was kind of a reality check. And then that's how I've always, uh, lived by it for the past, like whatever, 15 years. That's, so that's kind of where I, I really, am. I really don't mind M- most of my like friends and stuff that like watch me on tv or, or or whatever they get upset that i don't win the exhibition title and i'm like dude guys like you, you guys all need to relax like i, I you're like i'm your friend but like just relax like it's it's no big deal guys like do remember it is fake okay like it's not like i honestly tried to beat the guy so um just everybody relax yeah, and your wife doesn't care, so you don't have to have that conversation at all with – you You could probably walk into room. Maybe next time I see her, I ask her, and I'll go, is Petey Williams the champion right now? And she go, I, I don't know. Yeah, she would have no idea. Absolutely no. And that's what's great, and that's what I love about her. Like, <laughs> um, I might tell her, like um, – and she doesn't even ask. Like, she, oh, yeah, I got to go to TV tapings. Like, she has no – well, she does have uh, – I can't really talk about this, but she does have some clue of what I'm doing at these next set of TV tapings because we actually I, – I didn't go into detail about anything, no names or anything like that. Uh, but I had, to, I had to tell her about it because it's close to our home right now. So, anyways, we can talk about that, like, next podcast or something. But Because um, you're yeah, I mean, going to go to the dirt sheets? Yeah, just on uh, yeah. Um but you know, we had to have a conversation. She's like, Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. But I mean, like I, I might tell her like, Yeah, you know, I'm I'm fighting for a belt. She's like, Oh, okay, that that's cool. Like, no <laughs> does not care. Are you winning? Like like she she doesn't know. Like 
are, are you going to have to carry more luggage? She's thinking like, where are we going to put this belt at home? I don't want it laying around on our floor. Like, you know, it's messy, like that, that kind of thing. Like that's what she's more concerned about than me winning a title. You know, when you, so, wait, 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 I just had this vision of PD Williams coming home and like just laying the belt at the door or coming home and the belts on the kitchen table and your wife's like, how many times have I told you to get the stinking X division championship off the kitchen table? Yeah, it, it, that's ex- almost verbatim what would happen, but she would be like, how many times do I have to tell you to get this belt with this stupid red X on it off the table? It doesn't even match anything else in this house. Like, it would be something more like that. We're, when you, she, wouldn't know, she wouldn't know it's called X Division <laughs> title. <laughs> the X-Men Championship. Why is Yeah, what are you, that's exactly what she would say. Are you the X-Men champion now? <laughs> where, when you held the belt, where would you normally keep it? Uh, I don't know if I've ever I asked think, you this. Where did I put it? Um, it was probably so I, I'd have like one of those rolly bags, like suitcases for the airport, mm-hmm. and I would always I, I'd have two bags. Like my my uh, backpack would be like my wrestling gear, and then my clothes and toilet, all that other kind of stuff was in my rolly bag, and then I would have to put the exhibition title right on top because every time I went through the airport it would go through the scanner and then obviously it would be like what's this huge hunk of metal in here so they'd be like bag check and that's what sucks about being champion lugging that thing around and you're always getting stopped at security so then they'd open it and be like oh you know cool belt you know so one time I saw a guy holding it like anyways um so yeah I would get home I'd pretty much uh take the belt out of my bag I would take all my, you know, now dirty clothes out of it, put the belt back in the bag, and it would stay in my rolly bag until the next time I had to go somewhere. Do you leave a little bit earlier for the airport when you're a champion because you know that's going to happen, and then you you just have to probably let every security guy take a picture with it, and then you finally get to put it away and go? I mean, it wasn't, like, that big of a hassle. Like, it was only, like extra five minutes that's it and i wouldn't leave earlier for that and this is before there was any like uh whatever that's called like pre-check tsa and all that kind of stuff i think that was like just starting i don't even know if that that uh like the frequent flyer like the clear thing that they have um none of that was going on everybody had to wait in the same security i mean i used to travel back before that new terminal was open that north terminal in uh in detroit like back in the smith terminal i was a horrible terminal um security was really bad but uh no i I mean i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't leave early or anything like that all right well before we continue i do want to stop for a second and give us a little programming note you don't even know this i'm not sure the dates but i know in a week or two with james ellsworth and myself david arquette will be on that podcast uh he's recently in the news coming out of retirement and he's going to start wrestling pd and then And then you and I, I'm, I'm hoping for next week, but I think it may be the week after, you and I will have Eric Bischoff on. Okay. That so, sounds good. So, I, and I'm kind of, ex- I, I started listening to his podcast called 83 Weeks, right? I'm, I love it because I was a WCW guy. I grew up on it. I loved it more than the WWE, and I was faithful to the product probably up until the end, which meant 
a little bit later in my life, I had to do a lot of catching up on whether it was YouTube or just other videos of the Attitude Era because I totally missed it. Okay. Um, what part? I'm trying to think. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't sign with WWE until way after much the after the Attitude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let me. You worked with Eric Bischoff, right? Um, I probably worked with them for a very short time when I came back in that, uh, was it like 2013? And he was like, not even that much around. I mean, he might've like remembered me cause I don't know if he'd had to watch my matches or anything like that. But, um, you know, it was very, it was a very different company then. Like if I had a question about my match, my agent would tell me and that's it. That's as far as it would go. And then if you had a question back, you would talk to the agent and there was more people. Um, so like everything got funneled up. So I, I, I honestly had no idea what Eric Bischoff's actual job was. He was probably like head of creative or, or something like that. But at the time when I went back for that small period of time, I had no idea what anybody's role was in the company. Um, and it, it was all, it was all like new faces to me and stuff like that. So I just kind of hung out with the people I already knew and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I really didn't know. Like I, I remember only one time I really had to talk to Bischoff and it wasn't even like that what was it? in detail. Like it, we had a three-way match. It was like myself, Homicide and Sanjay Dutt. And for whatever reason, who you just and I, I, I was already, what's that? Who you just attacked. Yeah, Sanjay, who I just attacked, apparently. Um, allegedly. I say um, you did it. I, I'm still sticking with that you're guilty. Okay, well, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? Not, not, That's how we do it in not, America, Fifth not, Amendment, all that kind of stuff. Well, first of all, you're Canadian. Second of all, you're in the United States of Dennis right now. <laughs> the US of D. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Anyways, <laughs> so... Um, I was already there for working for a couple, uh, a few weeks. This might have been like my last actual show with them, um, but for, for whatever reason, they said that everybody had to have a meeting with their agent, like in front of Bischoff or something, just to make sure that there was no, um, not hesitation, but there was no confusion about what exactly they wanted out of the match. And it was myself, Homicide, and I, be- I believe it was Sanjay. And, you know, the match was like nothing. It was a three-way match. Sanjay was going to win and then go on into the X Division or Ultimate X match or something. And, you know, we sat down. I think our agent was like maybe Chavo Guerrero or something. And then Bischoff was there. And then he said what was going on. And we took us in a room, said what was going on, which was all new to me. We never did it like this before. And... He so, says, is there any questions? And Homicide was talking and stuff. I just kind of stayed quiet because I'm like, you know, I could tell Eric Bischoff does not care. Like, it's a, he, he figures it's going to be like a seven-minute X Division match. Uh, they're gonna, everything's going to stay in the ring production-wise, and we're going to do a bunch of flippy stuff. Sanjay's going to win. I mean, nothing to it. Um, and, and that was it. I mean, uh, that was it. That was that – was- all you had with Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I mean, other than a hello. Would you, and, would you be shocked yeah. if he knew who you were? And I don't mean that as a slight, but I just mean with all the people and the wrestlers, and as long as he's been in the wrestling industry, and 
what limited time you've had talking to him, would you be shocked if he's like, Petey Williams? Oh, yeah, I like him. I know him. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked either way. Um, I wouldn't be sh- – because, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's like – was sitting watching my stuff and was like, oh, this is this, this guy, yeah, yeah. Or if you watched their stuff before and knew or, like, I, I don't know. But I also wouldn't be shocked if you just be like, eh, I don't remember him. I can't. Wait. I don't remember working with him. I can't wait to ask him the question that I try to ask everybody who comes on. And what, what He your... will not have an embarrassing story. No, no, me. not that one. I, I only ask the people you like that. But what, okay. what, what was your first thought when you saw P.D. Williams and or the Canadian Destroyer? Okay. I mean, that's a good question. I think I, that's why I am where I am today, writing your coattails <laughs> now. Yeah, I guess so. you, asked the, you asked the good questions. I asked the easy questions, P.D. Williams. Easy, not the good. Easy. The easy. In and out. Well, they're easy, good questions. Yep. I appreciate that. Let's go home. Let's go ahead and take this podcast home. Very light on WWE talk this week, and I'll be honest with you, Pete. There's just nothing really to talk about right now in the WWE. It just seems like it's a it's a down period. Uh, James and I talked a little bit last uh, on the lad on the Dugcast. There we go. It's going to say last week, but it was this week's podcast. I'm just I'm kind of burnt out on the WWE product right now. Um, I think it'll start, I mean, they already have everything set up for money in the bank. It seems like, so now it's just, and we still have a, a few weeks. It's like mid next month. So now they're just going to be, uh, you know, kind of just solidifying storylines, just building up like tension for all that. And, but you know, I, I always like the money in the bank pay-per-view match. It's just, it's always interesting to see who's going to win that money in the bank. I mean, it is like really, I, people, you know, now there's like what, eight guys in it. I mean, that, that, that's pretty exciting. Like, who's going to be that guy? Um, I, I got my pick, and I have some theories. Like, I think, I think they're going to let Bobby Roode win it. Like, he's kind of like the dark horse, and I think that'll be his heel turn. I, I, I do because I think that's where he shines, and I, you know, I think the babyface thing has run its course. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's my pick. Okay, but I'm not sure who my pick is yet. I would like to see Rusev do it. And it's where I'm leaning right now, but it's way too early in the storytelling process, I think, to really get a good feel on where they're leaning. Yeah, no, and that's that's why I'm picking Bobby now early because I'm like, it just seems like he's the one that is not going to win. Actually, probably one of the new day guys is not going to win it because they're still in a stable. But you never know. I mean, they could be the ones that win it. So um, maybe they'll all be co champions co-money in the bank champions any one of them could cash it in that'd be something right oh boy that's gonna be crazy all right let's let's promote what do you have going on are, are you on any shows coming up outside of impact stuff no i i totally uh and it's uh you know my own doing okay my own decision um totally slowing down right now just doing uh, impact stuff um so no i got i really got nothing to promote at all Wow, nothing. I know, lame, huh? Nothing. I mean, no. I got uh, my, my shirts are on Pro Wrestling Tees. I, I I don't even mention that anymore. Um, yeah, not nothing going on, man. Okay. Well, for me, 
you can head over to the wrestling perspective podcast.com that's where you can get the podcast you can take it with you you can listen from the web browser that is your one-stop shop all of our social media myself james ellsworth pd williams right there on the website I've actually condensed it now to like three pages. Everything's on. It's almost like a running blog. It's easier for people to get to. I, I Look, and right now we are pushing iTunes, P.D. Williams. Just shocker. Right iTunes. Now. iTunes. Yep. Push it, P.D. Push it for me. I, iTunes is where it is. If you don't have iTunes, then uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, because you need to get iTunes and you need to download um or subscribe to our show and rate five stars. There you go. And uh, next week, I know we've been teasing this, and we've actually put it off a couple weeks, but we've got the autograph pictures we're going to start giving away. Uh, easiest way to win them, and truthfully, is if you have iTunes, go over to iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, we'll randomly select one person who has left a comment and rated five stars, and uh, we'll throw your names in the hat, pull it out, read it out on the podcast, and we'll, we'll, we're even covering shipping, P.D. Williams. We're not going to ask the fans to cover shipping. No, I mean, we have connections with the post office anyway, so we're good to go. Yeah, we're going to do it through Canada, so it takes like a month <laughs> yeah. to get to you. I'm going to smuggle my autographed pictures across the border and, and then ship them out through Canada. Yeah. And if you don't have iTunes and you want to win a P.D. Williams or a James Ellsworth autograph picture, that's – by the way, personally kind of tailored to thanking you for listening to the podcast. So technically, it's almost like a one of one. I think yours is like one of three. One of, yeah, three, yeah. I think next time we number them. Oh, that's a great idea. Because they used to do like trading cards or something like yeah, that, right? Or they, they something. They still do, yeah. They still do. We're going to, that's what we're going to do. We're going to number them next time. Oh, man, that even puts more value on them. But then we might have a guy that, like, collects them. I mean, not for us because they're free for the fans. But, I mean, if somebody collects them, it's like, yeah, I got the whole set of 10 limited edition. Like, man, that's that's good, man. You, you, Dennis, you're brilliant. Why am, I not, why am I not working for a wrestling company? See? Look at this. <laughs> I, do, I do not know. I can – look – I can put impact overqualified, overqualified is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> and it. Overqualified and underskilled. <laughs> but exactly. But like I said, if you don't have iTunes and you still want to try to win these pictures, just I go on social media. Whether you have Stitcher or Google Play or you know what, what else? Where else are we at? We're on oh, uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yep. What? Just go like it. Uh, tweet us out to your friends. Go on Facebook and tweet us out. If you're in any wrestling groups, send us a message. And then just take a quick snapshot of that, email it over to us, and we'll. that is just as good as an iTunes ranking to us. And uh, the email address is on the website. You can also email. Get your pens ready. Pete, should we wait about 30 seconds for them to get their pens? No, just, just say it. They'll remember it. Pause the podcast now. Okay, now you have your pen. There we go. See see what we did there? Instant. Step now, one, take off the cap, or if you have a push pen, push the – anyways, go click, on. Click, click, uh, wrestlingperspective at gmail.com. That easy. Email us, whatever. Even if you have any questions, this is our way to give it back to you, the fans. P.D. Williams, until what next time I see you, try not to lay anybody out, okay? 
I'll try not to because I'm literally going to bed mm-hmm. and then waking up and I'm going to see you sometime in like probably 12 hours. Yeah, because I'm worried because th- this time I'm not stopping by your house. So if I try, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that if I were to drive by, there may be some random wrestler like laying out on the ground in your front yard. Or like when you drive across the border, like a couple uh, impact guys laying out uh, by like, uh, you know, security checkpoint number one. Oh, man, you should start spray painting on people's back like the NWO. No, you, have you been watching the, the red X on the card, right? I, I, uh, I, the, the, the card, yeah. I see that because you're, you know, it symbolizes your time as the red X division champion. Yeah, or like people have talked about like uh, it being Weapon X, like uh, <laughs> X-Men or whatever, like Logan, Team Canada, Wolverine, Weapon X. I, I don't know. People people have all these speculations right now, and I'm, I'm loving it. What can Before we wrap up, what was your favorite so far? Oh, wait, you know what? No, uh, no, no. I don't want to know. Can I, can I touch on one thing I can't believe I just forgot? What's that? How do you feel about being called old on Twitter? That made me laugh so bad the other day when the guy tweeted you about the Canadian Destroyer. Oh, what did he say? He oh, called me old? I, I, I think essentially he kind of did. Uh, man, now I get, now you got me going through Twitter because I didn't think about... Let's see here. Where is it? I think he tweeted... I don't know if I was involved. Um... Uh, let's see here. Something like, oh, can here you still do the move or something? Yep, or like, yep. you look old? It's from or... it's from Alan who tweeted you, can you still pull off the greatest finisher of all time? Question mark. Looks a little too old to me. <laughs> this selfie, which, by the way, I sent you a picture. I sent, I tweeted out, the backstory is, for fun, I tweeted out a picture of a microphone in front of a garbage can that said, I can't, you know, PD took a selfie of himself getting ready for the podcast. I, yeah, like that's my selfie. I'm, I, I'm a trash can. Yeah, I thought it was funny, by the way. You you, you, know, yeah. you know sold me, but it was all right. It was all no, right. I think I tweeted, I, I tweeted back like something like uh, still looks better than a selfie of yourself or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, you yeah. know, can you still pull off the greatest finisher of the t- all times? It looks a little too old for me in the selfie. He goes, P.S., remember, I was like 12 or 13 when I saw him do the Canadian Destroyer, and my mind was blown. Yeah, no, I, I hear that all the time. Yeah, it does make me feel old, but uh, it's just good to see that, you know, this generation is still growing up watching wrestling. And just at the last show we were at, I think I was telling you, some dude was like, you know, when he was 10 years old or 11, 12, he was about to, quit, like, stop watching wrestling. And then he saw the King and Destroyer, uh, and then he listened to that podcast we had with where I was, you know, talking about Scott Steiner and all that kind of stuff on Cabana's podcast. He said that kind of sucked him back into wrestling, and he's still a fan. Uh, whatever, ten years later, uh, so I'm like, oh, well, that's that's good. I, I I saved somebody, and who 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 knows who else like would have quit watching wrestling and stuff. So um, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I am old, right? And I mean, I love it because. I just had that match with the guy, what was he, like 10 years younger than me? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, oh, man, I was so blown up in the match, man. I was so tired. I couldn't even pick you up for that last move. That's why I said do this. And I'm like, dude, I'm 10 <laughs> years older than you. Like, it just it makes me feel good that I can still hang with the young crowd, you know, in the ring. So uh, I do not. You could – I wish that people were saying I was 47, you know, like making me even older than I really am. Um, makes, makes make me feel happen. good, actually. I can make that happen, actually. 
Yeah, I would dye my hair gray and stuff. Come out with a cane. <laughs> I love it. Old, old man Petey. Old man Petey. And and by the way, I can't wait. This weekend we are going to fight each other to the death for the friendship rights of Desmond Xavier. Yeah, this will be good. We, you know what? Maybe we should just get him on our podcast. Let's, we'll just we won't even have him talk. We'll just like <laughs> state our like like you know pretty much make our case of why he should be our best friend. Do you think that he sees our tweets and goes, "Who are these chuckleheads?" Well, he knows who I am. Like, I mean, I I see him all the time, but <laughs> he might be like, "What are they doing? Like, this is so ridiculous." I mean, why? he probably gets a kick out of it. You know what? I forgot to ask him about it when I hung out with him like all week. Like, I totally like just. Didn't even ask him about it. Yeah, well, I rem- I reminded us that this this is a weekend where it comes down to you and I for his friendship. Yeah, no, it's 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 on. Wait, the wait, friendship he, championship belt. Does he still follow you? On, does, he doesn't follow you yet on Twitter, right? I have no idea. Oh, I good. can check, or you can check. Uh, because I will we be, can we can figure it out. I'll be disappointed if he does. That's that's been my whole campaign: is do not follow P D Williams, Desmond. That's what our whole basis of our friendship is based upon well if he doesn't follow me then that means he's still he's a loyal friend to you still so hey best friends forever desmond i know he's listening i mean why wouldn't he (laughs) why wouldn't he be right right that's right all right wrestling perspective podcast guys go like it tell a friend shout out from a rooftop join tinder and tell all the girls join grinder and tell all the guys but go out and tell somebody pd that's this week's podcast all right, until next time. It's good. Ah, see, I teased you there with the ending. Bye, guys. <laughs>